Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. This is the last part in our journey, um, Elisha, the life of faith. And just wanted to thank everyone. You know, thanks for being here. Thanks for choosing to worship with us today. I believe there's a few little thoughts that we're going to get out of this um, 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 chapter in 2 Kings chapter 6. We'll get to it very, very shortly. But again, we're looking at another miracle of the uh, prophet Elijah. And I've called this message this morning, Getting Back My Spiritual Passion. It's the title of the message, Getting Back My Spiritual Passion. Uh, but before we dive in this morning, I wonder how many of us, you're like me, you're often looking for things that you've misplaced. Anyone like that? Like, like you just lose stuff. If you were to ask the staff, what's the one thing that I continually lose in the office? Who? <laughs> they all said it, my keys. There is a little key um, angel that's been assigned from heaven to pick up my keys and hide it in different places in the office. There's no question about that. I'm always losing my keys. And if I'm, if I'm at home, the one thing that I'm probably continually saying that I've lost is my keys. Now I'll get to my glasses in a minute. My phone. I'm always losing my phone. I mean, I just seem to misplace the thing. I woke up this morning and um, I couldn't find my phone and I'm looking around and Rach tells me where it is and there it is. I'm always misplacing it or losing it. Um, sometimes, you know, I've been on the phone and been talking away and been thinking in my mind, where's my phone? Has anyone else ever done that? You know, that's really bad, isn't it? You must be like super busy if you're doing that. Uh, and another, another good one that I'm into, into doing as well is my glasses. And you know, the problem with losing your glasses, when you lose your glasses, it's what? It's harder to see things, isn't it? So you lose them and it's even harder to find things because you haven't got your glasses on. And I don't know how many times I've been walking around the house and I've been going, where's my glasses? Has anyone seen my glasses? They've got to be somewhere. I know I'm the only one that's ever... Oh, now you're all back in vision. Awesome. You all went blurry there for a minute. I don't know how many of us have done that, but the reality is that we always can seem to be losing things, misplacing stuff. And this morning, there's a good chance that many of us who are followers of Christ, that we might have actually lost something of a spiritual nature. And that's what we want to talk about this morning. You may have once had a real passion for lost people, but now it's misplaced. You once might have had a real passion for prayer, but now it's misplaced. You might have once had a real passion for missions, but now it's misplaced. You might have once had a real passion for working with children, but now it's misplaced, or a real passion for, 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 for the Word of God, but potentially it now could be misplaced. So today what we're going to do is look at one of the oddest miracles in the Bible performed by Elisha, it was a seemingly small miracle compared to the other larger miracles that he did. Listen to some of the larger miracles that he did. Then we'll look at this small one. He, uh, he healed a, a poisoned body of water. There was a bit of spring and he healed that and made it, made it drinkable. He, he raised a boy from the dead. Uh, he provided for a widow who lost her husband. He heals a guy called Naaman of leprosy. I mean, an astounding uh, miracle. And he blinds an entire army. So in 2 Kings chapter 6, we see Elijah perform a real odd miracle. Uh, one of his apprentice, apprentice prophets is chopping away. 2 Kings chapter 6 says he's chopping away and he's chopping and chopping. And, and it's, it's this, this sort of thing that happens. Not, 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 good, not a good thing to be in a group or to have people behind you, but he's chopping away. And as he chops away, he lifts it up and whoosh, the 
the axe head just swings off the shaft and uh, fortunately there was no people behind him. It ends up in a pond of water. And um, the guy's quite concerned about that. So Elisha comes along and he gets a stick. He cuts a piece of uh, stick, the Bible says. He throws it into the pond and miraculously, this iron axe head floats to the top. The guy picks it out and grabs it. Astounding. Just an odd, peculiar miracle. But there's a few things that we can learn out of this. There's three things. The first thing that we want to we define um, um, or learn out of this um, um, is, is this thought that even though our God is a big God, He cares a lot about the small details in our lives. Amen? Because we think about this guy, this, this guy, firstly, he was a guy, he was a student. He was training to be a prophet. And you would presume, like most students today, he was quite a poor or a non-for-profit prophet. He was quite poor. The second thing that we, we understand about this guy or in those days, iron was a very valuable thing and it was quite hard to come by. That's the second thing that we understand about this, th- this story. And thirdly, what we discover is that the axe head was borrowed. He borrowed the axe head from someone. And yet we might think that this is a pretty insignificant thing but losing that axe head was such a significant thing to this guy. It was a big thing. And this is the first thing that we want to draw out of this story here. But even though our God is a big God, He cares a lot about the small details in our lives. He cares when we have tests coming up. He cares when we're unwell, when we're sick. He cares when you're facing a difficult time. God cares when you're worried about your kids. In fact, in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it says this. It says, cast all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. Amen. Aren't you glad you serve a God that cares about you? Right now, you might be facing a difficult situation right now. You might be going through a trial. There might be some stuff going on. You might be feeling a little bit uncertain about the future. Don't feel uncertain. Take all of your anxiety, all of your cares, and place them on Jesus because he cares for you. Hallelujah. Don't we serve a great God? And this is the first thing that we learn about this story here. Even though the axe head to us was quite an insignificant thing, To this guy, obviously it meant a lot and the prophet comes along and performs an amazing miracle that teaches us that we serve a God who cares about us. But this morning there are some other thoughts that we will draw out of this story about getting our passion back. Everyone say it with me, getting my passion back. I'm not talking about passion for the Sydney Swans. I'm not talking about passion passion for the Cronulla Sharks. I mean, I'm not talking about passion for worldly things. I'm talking about coming before God and getting our passion back for the things of God. And there may well be a number of people this morning that have lost their passion in a certain area of their walk with God. That's what we're talking about this morning, seeing our passion restored, coming back to that place of being alive again before God. So if we remember Elisha, Elisha was mentored by Elijah. And we know now in this verse of Scripture, 2 Kings chapter 6, Elisha is mentoring the next generation of prophets. That's what's taking place here. So we'll pick up the story in verse 1 of chapter, uh, 2 Kings chapter 6. Oh, I can hear all those Bible pages ruffling. It's the noisiest part of the service. Glory to God, it's revival. Sorry, you won't come back again. I can tell. Hallelujah. 
flicking the pages of the Bible open. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1, it says, The company of the prophets said to Elijah, Look, the place where we meet with you is too small for us. Let's go to the Jordan, where each of us can get a pole, and let us build a place for, for us to meet, to meet there. And he said, Go. Then one of them said, um, Won't you please come with your servant? Uh, I will, Elisha applied, excuse me, replied. And he went with them. They went to the Jordan, began to cut down trees. As one of them was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water. Oh, no, my Lord, he cried. It was borrowed. The man of God asked, where did it fall? When he showed him the place, Elijah cut a stick and threw it there and made the iron float. Lift it out, he said. Then the man reached out his hand and took it. A few thoughts there. Now, besides God caring about the little details, there's another thought that we want to bring out, another thing that I want you to embrace this morning internally to get it on the inside. And we're going to come back to it a couple of times before we conclude this morning. It's this. God knows how to help you find what you didn't mean to lose. The big question this morning is this. Have you lost your passion? Because God knows how to help you find what you didn't mean to lose. You might honestly say that there was another time in your life when you were more into the things of God than you are today. And so I would ask you to acknowledge specifically and honestly, have you lost your passion? Oh, it's quiet in this church house. Speaking to us this morning, amen? Some of us, there was a time where you served in, our, in, in God's church and you had the thrill of being used by God and making a difference with your gift, but now life is pretty much about you. Some of us, there was a time when we had a passion for prayer. I mean, you'd even get up early and you would pray long for, and for lots of people, but the truth is you haven't prayed in a significant time for very long in a very long time. Some of us at one point would have been right into sharing our faith with great enthusiasm. You had a deep love for people, but something happened along the way and now you can't even remember the last time you had a spiritual conversation with someone that's not a follower of Jesus. Some of you might, might be, when you're really honest, you notice that your standards have eroded. Years ago, you had strong Christian values and you thought, hey, I'm not going to do that because that's not pleasing to God and that's not helpful, but now it seems like it doesn't matter. You hearing this morning? Have you lost your passion? The reality is this is what can happen to any one of us because we have a spiritual enemy whose mission is to steal, to kill, and destroy everything that matters to the heart of God. That's why the Bible says that we fight the good fight of what? Faith. Why? Because there's a fight going on over your life. There's a spiritual battle going on over your family. A spiritual battle going on over your children. The devil is doing all that he can to rob, steal, and destroy the things that matter to God. We have an enemy. And he'll do all that he can to rob and steal and destroy our passion for the things of God. He's fully committed to directing our lives away from God. 
And the truth is the enemy might have tried to take your passion, but the good news is this. The book of Joel says that he will restore the years that the locust has eaten. There's a verse in Proverbs chapter 6 says that when the enemy steals something, he has to pay it back seven times. And as we looked in Deuteronomy chapter 30 this morning, hallelujah, we serve a God who restores us. Amen. Have you lost your passion? Have you misplaced it? Could be just sitting right on your head. Where is it? We want to draw a few thoughts out of the last part of this story this morning that, that, that help us to see how we can get our passion back. The first thought is this is found in verse, verse 6 of this story. First thought is this. We need to be honest about where we lost it. Verse 6, the man of God, Elijah, asks, where did it fall? In other words, the axe head isn't gone. It's just where you left it. Where did it fall? And I would ask this morning, where did you lose it? Where did you start to lose your spiritual edge? Hallelujah. Are there areas of your walk with God that are not passionate, but were once quite passionate, but somewhere along the way you've just lost your edge? This is for me as well this morning. Amen. I'm preaching to the choir. Got it? Amen? I'm not pointing a finger. You point one finger, I'm pointing three back at, yeah, three back at me. Wasn't sure whether I lost a finger then because some people four, four pointing back at you, but no, I've got actually two pointing at you. Amen? Verse 6. Back to the, the scripture there. Verse, verse 6. I would ask, where did you lose it? Where did you start to lose your spiritual edge? As we look back at our lives, there can be moments and decisions that led us to losing our edge. A choice we made with a friend we followed uh, that led us down the wrong path. We call them defining moments or turning points. And the thought is this this morning, and I was just meeting with someone during the week. I'm trying to remember who it was. But we were meeting with someone during the week, and we were just talking about you know, people that we've observed over the years and, and, and how, how sad it is when, where people that were once on fire for God and were once used mightily by God are no longer. No longer. It's their passion. Totally lost their passion. And yet somewhere along the journey of life, they made a decision. They started to expose themselves to negativity, worldly influences and before you know it they're no longer walking with god that's sad bill amen that is so sad but you could probably think of people like that this morning but for each of us this morning as well we need to make sure that if there's areas of our lives where we've lost our passion we need to get it back so the first thing is we need to be totally honest with ourselves where did we lose it Losing our passion just, just doesn't happen instantly. It's normally an incremental change over a period of time when we stop doing the things that we, we used to do. Hallelujah. You're all quiet. Is anyone getting anything out of this morning's message? Because, <clears throat> is it all right, Dean? Okay, thanks. I'll continue. If Dean says it's all right, it's all right. That's what I know of Dean. Hallelujah. So, you know, incrementally we start to think a certain way and before you know it, we've lost our passion. We start thinking that coming to church is important and we say things like, I can worship at home. Yeah, you can worship at home, 
but God calls us to be a part of a family of believers, and you can't do that at home. You can only do it at church. And where's church? Right here, right now. Not this building, not this beautiful facility that we've been blessed with. It's us. It's flesh and blood. God calls us to fellowship together, but we can just allow ourselves to think, oh, well, I can just worship at home. And before you know it, we've lost our passion for the house of God. No longer have we got a passion. We lose it. It's lost. It's misplaced. We can get it back, but we've got to be brutally honest with where we lost it. Or we can say another thought that we can allow to come in. We we start to think that tithing is just getting your money. It's just just, just the church getting your money. Yeah, I've heard people say that. You know, the one thing I've discovered about running a church, it takes lots of money. (laughs) You know... (laughs) (laughs) the insurance on one particular year in our building was like $21,000 for the year just for insurance and and you know we can think that oh the church just wants your money yeah well I'll be up front we do (laughs) but more importantly we want your tithe so that God can fully and completely bless you amen But we can start to think that, and before you know it, we're thinking the the church only wants our money, and before we know it, no no longer are we we passionate and have a sense of ownership. We've lost that passion for the house. Our heart becomes disconnected. Jesus said, where your treasure is there, your heart will be as well. Another thing that can get into our heart, we can say, I've had my season of serving. No longer do we serve, and before long, we, we lose our passion for God's people. I've had my season of serving. What the heck is that? I've had my season of serving. What the heck? Come over here, Christian. Let me slap you silly. You are dumb. That's this. Better be careful what I say. You know what I mean? The Son of Man came to what? And not to, not to be served. We, we never move away from that. But if you, you're not careful, you can allow that, 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 that mistruth to get in your heart. And before you know it, you lose your passion for serving. You lose it. It's gone. No longer your passion about the house. No longer you're passionate about stewardship and ownership. No longer you're passionate about serving. It's misplaced. So the first thing that we need to do in getting it back is to ask ourselves the question, where did I lose it? any area of our lives where, where did I lose it what, what thought was it what hurt was it what disappointment was it what was it that got into us so number one we need to be honest about where we lost it number two we need to take back what we have lost the second thing that I believe this text would teach us is this first to be honest about where you lost it and why you lost it and secondly with God's help to take back what you lost verse 6 and 7 here we see uh, when he showed him the place where he'd lose the axe head when he showed him the place Elijah cut a stick and threw it in there and made the iron float out then he said to him lift it out everyone say it with me lift it out lift it out he said lift it out the man stretched out his hand he took it and he lifted it out You've got to be willing to take back your passion. To be honest before God as to where you lost it and then be willing to take it back. Amen. I love what Jesus gives us an idea of what that looks like to take it back. I want to share as we get ready to conclude this morning 
out of the book of Revelations, chapter 2. He gives us an idea of what that looks like. In verses 4 and 5, Jesus, he was speaking to a church of people who uh, many of us that are like, like that, many of us are like this today. He said this to them. He said, you have forsaken um, the love you first had. You have lost your passion up on the screen there. You've forsaken the love that you had at first. In other words, he's saying, you have lost your passion. Consider how far you have fallen. And what does it say to do? Oh, you didn't say that very well. Oh, we don't like that word. <laughs> Repent. Turn back. But listen to what he says there. Repent and do the things that you did at first. So in other words, please get this if you don't get anything else. In other words, if you want what you once had, you've got to do what you once did. You've lost your passion for prayer. Don't be waiting around and going, oh God, are you going to put this fire in me and I'll start to pray? No, start to do what you once did. Start to pray. And then as you pray, God, you'll find your passion again. Amen. You might think I've lost my edge to, 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 to read the Word of God. No longer I'm passionate. Well, don't be silly and just go, well, God, you know, one day just fire me up. Let the preacher come and the band play. And as I walk out the building, I'll be... I was on such a roll then too. You get the point though. You know, don't expect that God's just going to do it. What did the man have to do? He had to reach out and he had to lift it up. So if you're wanting to stir your passion for the word of God then, don't just, just think it's going to happen miraculously. Start to intentionally, start to read it and God will stir up your heart. You might have had a great um, commitment to sharing your faith with people and you might be thinking, oh, well, you know, one day it's just going to all come back in, in my heart. No, start to step out, lift it up, take a hold of it and watch what God will do. Hallelujah. We came here today to tell somebody that with God, it's not too late to be the person that you could have been. It's not too late to get back what you thought you could never have had. It's not too late to have uh, what you used to have and have even more of it with the power of our good God working on our behalf. Amen. But to get your passion back, you've got to be honest before God as to where did I lose it? And then be committed to taking it back. Amen? Committed. So we close this morning. All of us are on different journeys, different faith experiences, different levels. But I would expect that we may well identify with the message this morning and the areas of our lives that we were once you know, passionate and on fire for God for, but now we know that we're not. Let's just get honest before God. Say, God, that's where I feel like I fell away. And number two, take it back. Take it back. Lift it up. Lift it out. Amen? We bow our heads this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning for your holy word. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, today.
We just know today that your love for us is eternal. That our salvation is securing Christ your Son in the incredible work that he did on the cross by dying so that our sins could be forgiven and so that we could be restored to right relationship with you. Lord, we also acknowledge this morning that we're on a journey. That we're on a journey of faith. We're on a journey of life and discovery, Lord. We know that sometimes life can deal us things that can sway us and can push us and try and detract us from being passionate followers of Jesus Christ. Lord, this morning as we've learned about and heard about regaining our spiritual passion, may you help us this week, Lord, to prayerfully identify those areas of our lives that that no longer are passionate, but used to be such a passion within us, but today they're wavering, that we've lost that sense of purpose. Lord, I pray today that in the name of Jesus and by the power and the mighty power of the Holy Spirit that is here and that is present, as we say within our hearts and with our lives today, Lord, Lord, we identify, we're honest before you. This is where we've lost our way. And secondly, Lord, we make a choice this week to take it back, to lift it out. We thank you. While every head's bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today, if you're here this morning and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, you've never asked him to forgive you of your sin, you've, you've, you've never acknowledged he is the saviour of the world. But you know this morning that your life and the, the direction of your life is far from what you want it to be. You know that there's more. I want to say this morning that that more is found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And the Bible simply says that if we believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord and that he rose again from the grave, if we confess with our mouths and we believe in our hearts, we shall be saved. While every head's bowed and eyes closed, if you're here this morning and you need to engage in a relationship with Jesus Christ. You want to give him your heart this morning while heads are bowed. Would you raise your hand this morning so I could see it? We would love to pray with you, to encourage you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, as I look around. I look around. Wonderful. Amen. You look, can look up this morning. 